1869, John Roebling began work on a suspension bridge that would connect Manhattan to Brooklyn for the first time, today known as the Brooklyn Bridge. In this case, no one asked Roebling to build a bridge. He wanted to build that bridge. He felt it was needed there. It was a project that would take more than 13 years to complete and cost the lives of almost 30 workers. Nothing like this had ever been done before. It was a massive feat of engineering complexity, the first steel wire suspension bridge. And for more than 20 years, it was the longest suspension bridge in the world. And his type of bridge would be the most practical, maybe the only practical way to do it. For five years ahead of the launch, John and his team worked tirelessly. Without the aid of computer systems, he created new ways to explore underwater and measure the bedrock in order to place the foundation pillars in key locations. But John didn't live long enough to see the completion of the bridge. Just three days before construction began, he was working on the edge of a dock when an arriving ferry crushed the toes on his right foot. He requested that his toes be amputated so that he could continue working on the bridge. Sadly, tetanus took his life a few weeks later. He had a very dangerous situation with his toes. He had to have them amputated. He was going to bathe them in hot water, and that would cure the toes. Gangrene set in, and tetanus eventually set in. Having learned the science and art of bridge building from his father, Washington Roebling took over the project as chief engineer. However, just a few months later, he himself suffered a crippling underwater accident that left him with shattered health and made him an invalid for the rest of his life. But Washington was the only one with the knowledge to keep the project on track. So as he lay in bed far away from the construction site, he taught his wife, Emily, higher mathematics, stress analysis, materials strength, and the fine details of steel cable construction. As the liaison between Washington and the engineers on site, Emily became the first woman field engineer. At times, Washington became so sick that he lost the ability to even speak. Not to be deterred, he taught himself Morse code and tapped out instructions carefully on Emily's arm. Every step, every day, he slowly but determinedly tapped his way to success. Washington and Emily spent the next 11 years working together to build the bridge. Washington from his bed, while politicians, engineers, and competing companies tried to steal his project and the spotlight. Husband and wife learned their way around politics, technology, and Washington's impairments until the bridge was finally complete. On May 24th, 1883, Emily was the very first person to walk across that bridge. Washington was too sick to attend. At the opening ceremony, Emily was honored in a speech by Abram Hewitt, who said the bridge was an everlasting monument to the sacrificing devotion of a woman. She must have had a strong role in the work that was, the way the work was being done. And of her capacity for that higher education from which she has been so long disbarred. After Watson Roebling was incapacitated, that bridge, that he could have finished that bridge without her. And of Washington's conducting the largest and most difficult engineering project to date, it was said, nowhere in the history of great undertakings is there anything comparable. When you compare it to other bridges, it's really an architectural masterpiece, a work of art. 130 years later, the Brooklyn Bridge is still in use 
and an icon of New York City. It's so much a part of New York and so much a part, certainly, of Brooklyn. More than 120,000 vehicles, 4,000 pedestrians, and 2,600 cyclists cross the bridge every day. Following several New York City blackouts and the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center... Just a few moments ago, something uh, believed to be a plane crashed into the South Tower of the World Trade Center. But it was another explosion on the far side of one of the buildings from where we're standing. The building's exploding right now. You got people running up the street. Everybody's panicking. Tens of thousands of people used the bridge to escape Manhattan. The Roeblings could not have foreseen the unique stresses on the bridge from the massive numbers of people that would one day cross it on foot, yet they designed it with three separate systems to handle unanticipated structural stresses. Every suspension bridge that you see around the world now has learned from the technology and from the amazing design abilities and engineering of Johnny Roebling. John Roebling famously said that if anything happened to one of the systems, the bridge may sag, but it will not fall. And if that wasn't as staggeringly successful as one family might attempt, Washington Roebling didn't stop there. He set out to learn biology, and that quest consumed the next 43 years of his life as he collected rocks and minerals from all over the world. Today, his scientific collection of over 16,000 specimens is an important part of the Smithsonian Institute. The Roeblings were a family who simply never stopped learning. In the face of tragedies and hardships, they made no excuses. They got kicked in the teeth over and over and over again and made the decision to keep going and figure it out anyway. They accomplished extraordinary success because of their outrageous dedication to learning and their relentless drive to discover what they didn't know. Yes, it might seem extreme. An extreme dedication to learning is not vanilla pudding life strategy. I get it. But being maniacally dedicated to learning new things might just be the single biggest factor in you accomplishing outrageous acts of superstardom.